friends. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Welcome to Ships on Fire. We are inviting you into our journey as we share our struggles, our victories, and all the in-betweens. We'll dive into relationships, discipleship, and leadership. We're passionate about our friendships and our story of courtship. So join us as we set ships on fire. Hey there, friends. Welcome to episode nine. We're so excited that you're hanging out with us today. I hope you're doing well, and we're excited to have a conversation with you guys today. Yes, before we jump in, just wanted to wish you a happy anniversary. Ten years, Jess. Yep, ten years. Who would have thought when we got married ten years ago that we would be sitting here recording a podcast ten years later? I would have never um, imagined that or thought of that, but I'm so excited that we're doing it, and it's been a lot of fun, and I hope we have uh, just helped you guys and encouraged you guys since we've started our first um, podcast nine uh, nine episodes ago. Yeah, so it's been, gosh, we've been doing what, one a week, so a little over two months. Uh, April 1st was our first podcast, so so excited. Um, yeah, and doing an episode every week definitely opened my eyes up to what a life in like a pastor's life would be like, like how they have to have an, you know, a sermon ready every single week. And it does require a lot of work and a lot of research and time with God. So uh, say an extra prayer for your pastor this week as they are preparing uh, sermons for, for church on Sunday. Yeah. So uh, as we look at the last 10 years, you know, we got married 10 years ago and it's been so fruitful. One of the biggest things when we talked about, I think in our first or second podcast, we just talked about that foundation. You know, why are our marriages the way it is? And it's all based on that foundation coming from Ephesians 5. So yeah, again, we just, we praise God because there was a time where Jess and I didn't plan on getting married. So as we talk to you today, you know, we've talked about the last couple of episodes. Episode seven was just talking about the lies of the enemy, especially in this current time that we're in. The the enemy is just really using this time. While we're in isolation, he's doing his best work, keeping people from spending time in prayer, in the word, separating people from God. And that's unfortunate. How can I help people to just stop, pause, put everything away and focus. You know, let's let's bring Jesus up from task number 522 to his ultimate place of number one. So we talked about that, the lies of the enemy. And then we talked last week about putting on the armor of God, standing firm, that we were, we're not running from, from the enemy. The enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy, yet we can fight because we have God's full armor, his full character uh, on us. And we like to think of we talk about those lies as their thoughts from the enemies that lead us away from God and his truths. So the last part of this three-part series is fruit of the Spirit. It's just another testament to who God is. It's not about it's not about us and, and having to be producers of the fruit because the Holy Spirit produces the fruit in us. First thing I'd like to think about is with you, Jess. I know you've been on this kick with plants if you could, you would grow a garden with vegetables and fruit and whatnot. But for whatever reason, there's a lie in your heart that you can't. However, there's also proof that 
many a plants have not survived. So I want to be able to have plants, but like for an example, the other day, I have a little flower pot with rosemary in it. I put a cover of a piece of patio furniture that you put over it when it rains. I laid it on the side to dry out and I look over and this huge thick patio furniture cover was laying, it blew over and it laid and now it's laying on the rosemary. And I'm like, really? Like, who does that happen to? Going back to the fruit of the spirit being produced by the spirit, being produced by God and not myself. I think a lot of people do get get confused. You know, it's like, I have to produce the fruit in me or God help me produce the fruit. And that's not the case. Yeah, I've had a thought before well, I'm a bad Christian because I can't produce all this fruit in my life. Um, have you guys ever, have you ever thought of that before or had that thought like, well, I just can't produce this fruit, so I must not be a good Christian. I, I have before. And what I've, what I've found is that it's, there is a little bit of freedom in knowing that no matter what I do, I can't do it on my own and I I won't be able to if I'm not if I'm not spending time with Jesus and Jesus will produce that fruit in my life if I'm spending time with him. I've heard a lot of people throughout since I've been a Christian say, "Well, I have to clean myself up or I have to become better before I can go spend some, you know, go to church or anything like that." I've even heard people say that, "Well, I have to get in shape before I go into a gym. It's like the same thing. Like that's why you go to the gym or why you go to church is to get better. And you don't do that. You don't get better and stuff before you go to the place that ultimately can help you. But anyways, so, um, he said, he, you know, Jesus says to us, come now, just as you are, um, whether you're broken or you have a bad past, you're currently struggling with something. He says, just come to me. Like he says, I choose people like you, like me, And he prunes us and he makes us into who he created us to be. So Jesus doesn't say to us, come when you're all cleaned up. He says, come to me fragile, broken, and in need of the one thing that can bring you to life and restore you and help you produce beautiful fruit. He doesn't say produce this fruit on your own. He says, I'll produce it in your life, but through me in your life, he'll produce the fruit. And I know that um, when I go to the grocery store and I am picking out fruit, I won't pick out the fruit that is rotten or bruised or anything like that. I will tend to gravitate towards the really nice fruit. So I think also when we can produce, when we're producing godly fruit in our life, it can attract people to... Jesus, because we're producing good fruit. Like I'm not going to be attracted to the ugly fruit in the store, but I'm going to be attracted to the nice fruit. And I think it's the same for people. They are attracted to to good fruit. Yeah, definitely. I do think producing fruit is not a an I thing or a you know it's not about me. It's about the Holy Spirit producing fruit in me, so I can go give fruit. Everybody loves to to show up with a fruit basket. Um, that's that's what I think about and. 
I like that you said that, Jess. It's again, it's not by my might, it's by Jesus, right? So he is the vine, I am the branch. Apart from him, I am nothing. So I must just abide. Really, my only responsibility is to abide and he'll produce the fruit in me. So when we talk about fruit, of course, we get it from Galatians. The fruit of the spirit is love, patient, kindness, joy, peace, gentleness, self-control. I'm trying hard not to sing the song, but I know some of you have actually just hummed that in your head if you know the song. So love, patient, kindness, joy, peace, (laughs) gentleness, self-control. So let's talk about that, Jess. So I think the most helpful thing for me is that we have to, I have to eat of the fruit first before I can produce fruit. fruit. So I have to spend time with God in order to, to produce that fruit. And if you think about all the stuff that you just said, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control... All of those things are characteristics of God. So God is love. He is joy. He is peace. He is patient. He is kind. He is good. He's faithful, gentle, and he has self-control. So those are all his characteristics. And if we were made in his image, so we will have those characteristics as well, but we have to spend time with him. Yeah, like you said that, it's uh, we are what we eat, right? Right. So, um, you know, I eat the fruit. He produces the fruit for me to eat. So it's not my responsibility to produce it, right? He produces it in me because it is. It's fruit of the spirit, not fruit of Keola or fruit of Jess, right? It's the fruit of the spirit. Now, I am very aware that, you know, my flesh, my fleshly desires is at war, at opposition with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is at opposition with my flesh, as it says in Galatians also. So the whole opposition of the Holy Spirit is he, he just wants to keep me from doing the things that I want to do. You know, if I don't die to my flesh and walk with the Spirit, then I can tell you what's in front of me, right? It's sexual immorality, it's pornography, it's impurity, fits of anger, rivalry, dissension, division, jealousy, and it's right there in the scriptures um, there. So those are definitely not things that I want to be associated with. So again, I must really fight my fleshly desires in order to walk with the Holy Spirit. But when I'm walking with the Spirit, I don't, I'm not even, I don't even want to get close to those different things. And when I think about all the fruit like it takes time to produce just like any, um, just any, like anything in life, you know, it takes, it takes time. Just like a seed needs to get watered, then it eventually grows over time. We have to be patient. It's not, this is not something that comes natural to us. Like, so love, joy, peace, patient, kind, good, being faithful, gentle, self-control, like all those things aren't natural to me. If I think about my life prior to Christ, I was probably opposite of all those things. But with Christ, I can see those things, you know, weaved in and out throughout my story over the last 10 years. And I can see the seed now from 10 years ago being planted in my life is now fruit being produced from it now. We learn to produce this fruit by being in relationship with the ultimate gardener. So like he makes things grow. He makes things flourish. He makes things come alive. He heals sick things. He restores broken things. He nurses dead things back to life. So I can't grow or produce fruit in my life unless I'm spending time with the gardener and he will water those seeds in me. And over time, I will then produce good fruit. So yes, back to me wanting to be a green thumb. Yes, I would like to be able to grow vegetables and all sorts of things. And we have tried it before, but there is so much stuff involved in it 
behind the scenes that I just, I think I just gave up too quickly and, and didn't really put the time and effort into it. So I'll keep wishing that I could grow fruit and vegetables, but maybe one time I'll try it again. But have you ever had somebody in your life that their vegetable garden produced so much fruit that they brought some to you and they they brought, you know, their excess fruit over to you or their excess vegetables over to you? And, And when they do that, it's just like, wow, that's so nice. They thought of me. They brought this over to me. They produced so much. So I kind of think of that too. Like, I would like to produce so much good fruit that I have enough for everyone that I come in contact with daily so they can taste the the good fruit that I have because I have so much of it that that people will be able to take, you know, I'll be able to give extra for them. I want my life to produce so much, you know, good fruit that I can share it with others. Well, that, when I think about those people, like some friends that have great gardens, like that's the part I think about. And like you just said, Jess, you know, you wish you had a green thumb putting in the time and the effort and, and all of that, you know, because I know definitely they're not just throwing seeds out there and then it's just growing. Yeah, that's what I kind of did. There wasn't I, there wasn't a lot of behind the scenes where where those people that have really good gardens, they do spend a lot of way more time out there. So yeah. yeah, they take all that time. I mean, making sure the soil, is, it's good soil. And, and again, sometimes you start out with a bag of soil and and it's not the best, but then you you add the nutrients and, of course, the watering and all that kind of stuff that you need to. But I think that's the same thing. And I think about that even with God's word, with prayer, with spending time with God. Like, it's like we got to take time and, and spend that time. And the cool thing is, like, he wants to spend that time with us, right? Um but again, it's not going to happen overnight, like we said, but it is, it does take intentionality as far as that time with him and, and whatnot. Because what is it? It's not about a checklist, right? I'm not waking up every day going, okay, love, check, joy, check, peace, check. And I think that's how we, we treat the fruits of the Spirit a lot of times is as a checklist. And we treat prayer life, we treat reading God's Word as, as a checklist. And that's not how it's meant to be because then we start hearing that word accountability right oh i need somebody to hold me accountable and i'm like well i'm not gonna you know one you're an adult i'm not gonna hold you accountable and call you up every day and say hey um have you read your bible yet however i will hold you accountable to the result of spending time with god's word freedom um is really the main thing that i feel like we we're all we all desire and and not just want but actually need and where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom so when a new plant gets planted into the ground sometimes you'll see a um like a support system up against it and tied to it or if a plant or tree or something is sick and it needs to get stronger it'll have something tied to it to hold it up so i kind of feel like that's how my life is you know like the bible is my support system so like i picture you know that god is like i'm weak but with him i am strong and if i have him supporting me and next to me all the time, then I will be strong and I will be able to produce this fruit in my life. But gosh, if you take the support system away, that plant's just going to fall down. So that's how I would be if you took the Bible away or if I didn't spend as much time with him, I would just fall and collapse. And then I would try to produce fruit on my own and it would be really ugly, nasty, bruised fruit. Like the other day we bought a bag of oranges 
And one orange was like white molded and stuff, and it contaminated it contaminated like five or six of the other oranges that are were around it. So if I am producing bad fruit, I'm also going to contaminate people in my life with that bad fruit, and it's going to contaminate them. And then uh, if I'm a good fruit in producing good fruit, then I'm not going to contaminate people around me, and I'm you know, it's going to bring out the best in them as well, hopefully. Yeah, that's a good tip there. You know, strawberries, whenever you buy a container, I know there's a word for it, but you get a container of strawberries. Like it is very important to look at those strawberries at the bottom. If you see a bad strawberry, you got to get rid of it because it will contaminate. And of course, there's the whole, you know, saying of bad apple. And that's true. Like in an apple will actually ruin not just the group, the bunch of apples you have in your refrigerator, but it will actually ruin the other fruit in there. So I think about that, right? Like if I'm, if I'm missing love, then I definitely don't have joy, right? And so again, going back to that whole idea of a checklist, like it's not one of those things where you wake up and you say, oh, well, I got love, peace, joy in me. I don't, you know, it's okay if I'm not kind. And that that's not true at all. Because if you're missing one, again, it's the fruit of the spirit. It's not fruits of the spirit. Like it's the fruit. So it's all of them, right? It's it's all of God's character. So again, just going, making sure it's not, we're not just checking off that list again. I think about fruit too. You know, I think about, in fact, I was in Mark 11 this week, you know, Jesus walked up and he cursed a fig tree, right? He walked up to, he saw the fig tree off in a distance with its leaves And, you know, typically when a fig tree has leaves, again, I'm not a green thumb, but I think when a fig tree has leaves, typically that's the due season where it should also have some figs. Jesus walked up to that fig tree and there were no fruits. So, of course, he cursed it. Uh, The disciples heard him. And then the very next day when they walked by the tree again, the tree was dead. I get to thinking about that part. Like, man, when Jesus returns, like, I don't want him walking up to me and finding no fruit. And I think about also like, so we we do our quiet time and Bible reading and stuff in the morning around the same time it works out for us and our schedules. And if if I've like woken up later than normal or something and I come down and I am kind of grumpier or not nice, that can affect you. So it's so true. Like what we're producing in our life can affect others. And I think right now too, our words since we're not really around as many people as maybe we have been in the past, like what are the words and what are the stuff that you are saying on maybe social media right now? Are they, are you proud of what you're posting on social media? Is it good fruit that's being produced? Is it love? Is it kind? Is it, if you have something that you may want to share, is there self-control in that? Like, is it really needed to be shared at that moment or that time, like maybe pause, take a second and think about, is this a good fruit? Is this going to contaminate all my friends on social media right now? So I think it's a good time to just step back and think about the things that we're, we're sharing out there, you know, for everybody to see all of our friends and family to see. Yeah, no, definitely. I know for myself, sometimes I'll, I'll see something and it's funny, but I know that, you know, I can't make that that joke, right? Going back to my flesh. My flesh wants to join in on that with that that crude joke. But because I have the Holy Spirit with me, the Holy Spirit's able to fill me up to tell me like, no, that's not right. Because, because again, that's just me falling into the world. And that's happening so much. I see so much of that on social media right now. 
the you know there's a lot of positives like God's definitely using social media to get the gospel out all the while though we got you know I can't forget that it's still real really the the devil's playground when it's all said and done quite honestly is is when I how I look at it at times and that's not again that's not no slight on anybody that's just my own experience and the things that I tend to be drawn to if I'm not abiding, if I'm not attached to the vine. And I also want to remind you, if you are in a um, like a really hard time right now, don't run from broken, like a broken place, embrace it, and good fruit will be produced from it. Trials can produce good fruit, and they can also help us to know the gardener better because it is in the trial and our struggle that we We'll spend more time with with Jesus, with the gardener. So you go to a friend's house and their garden, their vegetable garden or their fruit garden or whatever is just beautiful. And you show up and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so pretty. Like, how do they do that? But they have spent hours and hours of behind the scenes to make that fruit and their garden beautiful. So what are you doing in your time, the behind the scenes time? Are you filling your mind up with not so good fruit or are you filling your mind up with God's fruit? So as we get ready to wrap up, I hope that we've been able to give you just a few things to to think about, to pray about as you spend time, spend more time with Jesus. So I just want to remind you, fruit of the spirit, it's others focused. It's God focused. It's not me focused. It requires a relationship with God and others because with the relationship with God, then the fruit grows and fruit is his character. Like we talked about last week with the armor, the fruit of the spirit is his character. I can't do it on my own. It's spirit cultivated. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It is not for me to produce. So for those of you out there that are thinking about I have to produce or I have to perform. It's not about that. I want to remind you that it's all about what Jesus has done for us. It's not about what I do. It's what he's done. So may I remind you to stay close. Stay close in prayer and stay close in godly community. I hope that our podcast can serve as that that piece that helps to hold you up. And I'm going to read something from the NIV Worship Bible. It says, Oh, Father... Your natural world follows absolute laws. Apple trees bear apples, lemon trees bear lemons. Human nature, too, follows your laws. If I sow seeds of my sinful nature, I will reap a life of selfishness and depravity. If I sow seeds of the fruit, I will reap the spiritual fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I choose to sow to the Spirit, Lord. Bring forth in me a harvest that will honor you. Amen. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We want to pray for you, so please send us any prayer requests that you may have. And if we have encouraged you today, and I hope that we have, we want to know Our email is in the show notes below. And if you know of someone that this episode could help, please share it with them. We are on Facebook at Ships on Fire, so please like and share our page so that we can continue to reach people and help them move on the journey God has for them. Thank you again for listening to our podcast today.